and uh, I hope that you do if you're able to join us this evening uh, for our family night together. I think it's a great, uh, a great thing for us to be together as a church family um, and uh, just to enjoy fellowship and uh, bring you lawn chairs. Uh, I mean, we have picnic tables, but uh, you might need lawn chairs as well, so don't don't forget that. I had a person call on the telephone this week, and uh, um, they're from the community, and they said, I heard about this thing you're doing Sunday night, and uh, is it just for members? And I said, no. Uh, they said, well, we're, we're not members, and we'd like to come. I said, I'd love for you to come. Uh, bring your children, and she said, well, okay, we'll be there. And and uh, well, do I have to pay anything? And I said, nope. Uh, do I have to bring anything? I said, just yourselves. And uh, so, you know, uh, you know, uh, invite people. You, you, you might be surprised. They might say, oh, I'd love to come. I'd love to see what y'all do there. So I encourage you to invite some folks. And, uh, you know, if we have to lay our hands on the hot dogs and multiply them, we can. I'm sure Preston could do that. So, uh, but uh, Tara can now. Tara can, uh, yeah. Tara can. Jeez. <laughs> she has Walmart on speed dial. Let me tell you. <laughs> but uh, this morning, I'm delighted. Another thing I noticed this weekend, uh, since Florida did not play. Uh, a lot of weddings took place this weekend. I guess, you know, since Florida wasn't playing all across the state, people were getting married all over. They said, okay, Florida's not playing. We can get married this weekend. So I uh, didn't know that, but I've learned another little thing. All right, if you have your Bibles, turn with me this morning to Luke's Gospel, chapter 14. This is where we were last week, in case some of you, well, that's where he was last week. Is he going to preach the same sermon? Well, I'm going to continue it. Uh, Luke chapter 14, last week we talked about, in the first six verses, about the controversy uh, that the religious leaders had of Jesus healing on the Sabbath. This morning I want us to begin reading in Luke's Gospel, chapter 14, with verse 7, going through verse 11. Andy, you got that? Okay, I'm waiting for Andy to get it. Luke 14, help him out, Roy. Help him out back there. Okay. Luke chapter 14, beginning with verse 7. He told a parable to those who were invited. And when he noticed how they would choose the best places for themselves, when you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, don't recline at the best place, because a more distinguished person than you may have been invited by your host. The one who invited both of you may come and say to you, Give your place to this man, and then in humiliation you will proceed to take the lowest place. But when, but when you are invited, go and recline in the lowest place, so that when the one who invited you comes, he will say to you, Friend, move up higher. So you will then be honored in the presence of all the other guests. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. 
Now, keep your, your hand there or you put your bullets in there uh, because we're going to come back to that uh, passage of Scripture. But, you know, this morning as we think of that and we're dealing with humility. Now, you know, a lot of times that's difficult to preach about or difficult even for us sometimes to try to, to grasp humility. I, I saw a quote by C.S. Lewis this morning as, as I was reading over C.S. Lewis put it this way. He said, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. Now, you've got to think on that. I know that's early, uh, early yet this morning. But humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. And so this morning, as we think of humility, now, every community, Every community has, if you want to call it a social order, a, a, a way that things operate in that community, if you want to call it a pecking order, every community has some sort of that, some form of that. But also, sometimes popularity, placement, placement in, in the community, a lot of times how, how is that derived? How is that put in place? And, and many times it's by popularity. Now, I, I want us to think about that. There was some experts in management that tell us that most people, y'all didn't know this, most people wear an invisible sign. Did you know that? You wear an invisible sign, and you know what it says? It says, please make me feel important. That's what, that's what management experts say, that most people come across, there's an invisible sign that says, make me, or, or please make me feel important. Now, if we heed that sign, if we heed that sign, we, we, we can succeed in human relationships. And, and on the other hand, if we say or do things that make others feel insignificant, then we fail then people will respond by becoming angry or resentful because everybody wants to be noticed and made to feel important. Now, in Jesus' day, Jesus was fighting some of this as well because the religious leaders, the Pharisees, others, took the place of what? Of importance. They took the place of, hey, we're above you. You're common folk. We're religious leaders. We're Pharisees. We're this. We're that. And, and so a lot of status, a lot of status was in the sense of, well, I am, I am you know, higher than you in the, in the, in the, in the ladder. And so this morning, as we, as we think about that, they were status symbols. They they also wanted to help people to protect their, their place in society. You see, in other words, if you were invited to the right homes and if you were in the right places, then people would know that you are really important. It depended on where you sat and how close you were to the one that invited you. You see, the emphasis was on your reputation, not your character. 
It was more important to sit in the right places than to live the right kind of life. Now, this morning, I I don't know why I did it. I turned on the news. And it didn't take me very long to turn it off. And and Kathy was in the nearby room. I said, I I, I don't know why I do it. I, I said, it is so depressing. I said, there's just nothing I really want to hear because it just brings me down. It just, I, I just don't want to listen to it. We just recently had some friends of ours from out of the state of Florida that they call us and ask us about this or this or that in the, in the, in the world. stuff. We said, we don't know anything about it. They said, do y'all not have TV in Florida? I said, no, we just choose not to watch that part of it. I said, we just choose not to, to watch that. But, you know, in our, in our lives sometimes, what is being stressed today? Character is being kicked to the curb. But what is being stressed? If you have position, if you are in the right place at the right time, if you associate with power, our kids today, I, I feel for them, and, and, I, and I hope that we are able to show them what is truly important. Because in our world today, what is being recognized? What is being shown to them that is important? If, if you achieve and, and able to get this high status, status we, we praise you. But what about one's character? People today are trying to obtain that status and, 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 and to be looked at. And, and you know, there, there are people that go to political functions and in their mind they said, I've got to get so-and-so's handshake. I've got to get it recorded on the camera. And if the TV comes, I need to make sure that when the camera scans by, I'm in the shot. That's what's important to them. Now, And what I'm I'm trying to say is, Albert Einstein said it this way. He, He said, try not to become a man of success, but try to become a man of value. Think about it. I know in our world, we're pushing success, success, success. But what about a man of value? People are valuable. Success that comes only from self-promotion, think about it, is temporary. And, and, and you may be in, embarrassed, maybe we're asked to be, to be moved down, but again, what is the Lord asking of us? And so in this parable, as he teaches on humility, the Lord is not saying, well, just go take the low place and that way you, you'll be lifted up and use it as a gimmick. Our Lord would never do that. But what is God showing us? I want you to look at 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. It's on the screen. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or his statue because I've rejected him. Humans do not see what the Lord sees. 
For humans see what is visible, but the Lord sees the heart. I don't know about you, but as I think about that verse, and as the Lord was, was speaking to Samuel, that it, it describes today how, if we're not careful, how all of us, including myself, sometimes we're looking at the outside, we're, we're looking at appearances, but thank God that the Lord, the Lord looks in the inside. Amen? That he looks on the inside. And, and, you know, and, and a lot of times today, I know we put a lot of emphasis on the, on the outside, and I understand that, but the Lord looks to see what's on the inside. And then I want you, I want you to turn over to, to James chapter 4, verse 6. New Testament, James chapter 4, towards the back of the Bible, verse 6. It's going to be on the screen as well, but I know some of you like to look it up, and I, I think that's great. But look at what James chapter 4, verse 6 says. But he says, but he gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You know, we, we need to see that in our own life. We, we need to be careful and, and, and see what are we tru- truly striving to achieve. If we're, are we trying to achieve man's place? Or are we trying to receive and and be where God would want us to be? Francis Bacon, who's a British gentleman, he, he, he compared fame to a river. Listen to this. He compared fame to a river that easily carries things light and swollen, but that drowns things weighty and solid. You, you, you think about famous people today. Who are some famous people today? I know you're scared to say something, but go ahead. Famous people today. I'm sorry? President Trump, okay. Someone else? Kardashians, okay. All right. Famous people today. Any others? Okay, we only have two. Okay, okay, no. <laughs> but how many of you still at home, Kristen? Do you still have at home the old World Book Encyclopedia? You ever had those, or Britannica? You know, okay. Uh, I know, I know, I know. Today you would not have that in your home. Why? Because of the computer. Because of the internet. But those of you that still have the Britannica, and I'm talking about encyclopedias, in case you have no clue what I'm talking about, but World Book Encyclopedia or Britannica, probably, if you have some, they're from the 70s, maybe 80s, but 70s or later. Now, if you went home and looked up in those encyclopedias that were from the 70s and looked up who the famous people were then. You know what you're going to find? The majority of them are not famous now. You look at them. You go back, and the majority of them that you're going to find back then, you're going to say, well, who is that? I never, I never heard of them before. You see, that, that should give us caution. 
Because a lot of times today, people who are named as famous, what about in 10 years? What about in five years? Will those same people be famous? But who can we count on to be there? And God will be there. You see, where do we put that success? Where do we place that? Humility is a, a fundamental grace in the Christian life. And, and, and we need to see as God presses upon us. It, it's a vital tool, tool, but also the world. Well, what does it say about people who are humble? They look at us as weak. They, they, they correlate humility as weakness. But what does God say about meekness or weakness? And it brings us to also what the Lord says. Those who are first will be last. Those that are last will be first. And so as we think of the humility, let's go back to Luke chapter 14. And let's look at verses 12 through 14. Luke chapter 14, verses 12 through 14. He said to one, I'm sorry, he also said to the one who had invited him, when you give a lunch or a dinner, don't invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors because they might invite you back and you would be repaid on the contrary when you host a banquet invite those who are poor maimed lame or blind and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous now as jesus told this he knew it would shock them because jesus knew that in that day the host invited his guests for two reasons. The first reason was to pay them back because they had invited him to pass feast. That was one of the reasons back then. The second reason was to put them under his debt so that, so that he would be invited to future feasts. It's like, I invited you, so I expect for you to invite me. And, and, and so, you know, that was... Some of the main reasons why people went to party, it was status. It was, if I invited you, then, I, you know, I kind of expect you to invite me the next time. Just, just think about it. I, I, even today, I hear people sometimes, people will, will have a wedding. And sometimes someone says, well, I didn't get an invitation. Now, sometimes they'll say it. Kind of, but, but deep down, well, I've known that family all my life. Why didn't I get an invitation? I've done this. This is going in, on inside. It's not out loud. This is kind of inside. Because of status, because of, of level, you know, and, and, and these things. And, and we think, well, I, I should be. But as we look at this passage... What does Jesus say? Now, I, don't, I want you to, to notice something else. He mentions it in here. 
When people were invited in that day, just realize women were not invited. Ladies, you didn't get to go out. Okay? The ladies did not get invited. It was for the men only. The poor did not get invited. The sick didn't get invited. Can you imagine, you know, Event after event after event, the, the, the poor, the sick, the, those that, quote, were in the bottom tier, they knew they didn't have a chance to get invited to something like this. The women didn't get invited. It was those who had status. It was those who had importance. And, 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 and Jesus is here trying to, to show them the kind of fellowship and, and what was happening in you tell me to yourself, <laughs> they basically was developing a mutual, a mutual, I'm sorry, my mind just went, admiration society. It was what, you know, we were, it's just, you know, we got our friends and I, they scratch my back, I, I scratch your back and, you know, we're fine. And to them, their world was what? It was fine. It was perfectly fine. But Jesus is, is showing them about their motives and, 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 and what was really taking place. I want you to turn with me over to the book of Matthew. I'm not going to read all of it, but, but Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. In Matthew chapter 6, the, the chapter begins with, where the Lord says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your father. He, he was saying, look, your, your, your job of giving is not to draw attention so that everybody sees what you're doing. It's between you and the Lord. And then if you go on in that chapter, he talks about what? How to pray. And then even in that, he said, Whenever you pray, verse 5, whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. See, again, the Lord was reminded them, what was the purpose of giving? What was the purpose of prayer? Not to draw crowds and people say, oh, man, he, he, could, he is such an, an orator. He, he is... He, wanted the genuineness. He, he wanted them to think about why were they doing these things. And he talked about how to fast. And again, he reminded them of, of why you would fast. And you're not doing it to draw attention today. You know, sometimes, even in our world today, and just, there, there's some people who are gifted in bringing a speech. They just are able to take words and, 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 and just make it sing, as you would say. And then there's others who stumble and, and have a hard time, and, and sometimes we dismiss them automatically. But again, it's, it's not just because they can make it all sound good. It, what are they saying? You see, the Lord is reminding us of the importance here. Something that we don't preach about enough. But we need to also realize that on the day of judgment, on the day of judgment, 
I think the Lord, we're going to be reminded in the eyes of men, those that are first, those will be last. Look, look with me over in Luke's gospel, chapter 13. In Luke's gospel, chapter 13, go down to verse 30. Luke's gospel, chapter 13, verse 30. He says this, the Lord does. He said, note this, some who are last will be first. And some who are first will be last. You see, in our Lord's time, it was not considered proper to ask poor people and handicapped people to public bank- banquets. That's why we've got parables about in the Bible that where the master sent his slaves or sent his uh, uh, workers out to, to bring people in for the banquet. And people were too busy. And he said, well, go to the poor. Go to the infirm and invite them. You see, our Lord today, through his son Jesus Christ, are invited to the great banquet. And many people today are still saying, oh, I I don't know. I'm too busy. I I, I can't think about that right now. You know, maybe closer and I'll think about it. Or some people will say, well, if I, if I do, where will I sit? Will I be close to the Lord's table? Even the disciples were wondering who was going to be on the right. Do you think people worry about that today? Where they're going to sit? Will I be in the proper place? You see, it, it reminds us of why we do things and, and, and serving others with an unselfish heart. What are we trying to do? One other verse I want us to look at is in Matthew 6, 30. Matthew 6, I'm sorry, Matthew 6, 20. In Matthew 6, 20, it says, but store, up your, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves don't break in and steal. What kind of treasures? You see, we've, we've seen all through the New Testament the things that we think are important are nothing to the Lord. I've heard this. I don't know if it's a correct correlation. But if they use gold to pave the streets of heaven, and let's think about that. I know LaBelle's not going to pave the streets in gold. State of Florida wouldn't do that. Because what do we think of gold? We cherish it. We want to wear it. We want to hold on to it. But heaven, streets are gold. It's either where, okay, that's not the most important thing. Gold. What is the most important thing? Heaven. This morning, we have been invited to be part of that banquet. But are we so wrapped up in all of the other things and status and who's going to be there? And You've seen this happen before. You go to an event. Nowadays, what do people do when you go to reception? You have what? You have name tags. You have not name tags. You have place. What is it? 
place cards or, you know, tells you where to sit, right? Have you seen people pick them up? Go to this table, put theirs there, take that person, go put them over there. It happens. It happens. That's why some of them went to putting it on a sign. Because it's a little bit more obvious getting their marker out. A little more obvious. You say, oh, people wouldn't do that. What if we were all the way in the back? You know, as, as a minister and go, coming to wedding receptions and so forth, sometimes as a, as a minister, sometimes they'll have a minister up front. And then sometimes I'm the very last person in the back. Because they got family and I understand that. They have family and they want all their family around the bride and groom. And, you know, hey, at this point, I've done my thing. Right? The only other thing I might do is pray for the meal. And so, you know, I'm back here. Does that really matter? You know, part of me is saying, hey, at least I'm here. Right? But what do we think about today? I've seen people, man, I wasn't recognized. Nothing was said about what I did. Guys, that, that should be a beacon going off. We put our emphasis in the wrong place. We need to be willing to humble ourselves before the Lord and say, Lord, I want to do what you want me to do. And if that's to stand in the back, I'll stand in the back, Lord. Lord, I might be last now, but I know there's a day coming. You'll put me where you want me. You see, don't get wrapped up totally in this world. To get your place, to get your recognition. The recognition we should be concerned about is on the day when the Lord comes back, will our name be called? Let's pray. Scripture 75, Lord, I thank you for this day, and I thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, I see that in this world today, I, it's so hard. Even in the day, Lord, as you were sharing here, because it was what was custom. It was what was expected, just like we see today. And Lord, I just pray that we would see what's truly important and put the emphasis where it needs to be placed. Lord, we just ask this in your son's name.